You're listening to the Coffee Talks podcast, where we discuss the coffee, its culture, and the people who enjoy it. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. I have to say, um, like, compared to Domico here, I'm relatively new to the industry. Okay. So, like, so, like it was really nice to see how big these things can be. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot happening in the world of coffee, and uh, on the specialty side in particular, there's a lot of, uh, uh, you know, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of enthusiasm, and it's more fun, right? It's more fun and more creative and innovative and connected than the commodity side. So, um, yeah, it's fun to ha- show up at these kinds of events like UCCM because of the the energy. Uh, I, I noticed like in the past five years, all these coffee events have blown up exponentially. It's insane. Yeah, no, it's true. It, and um, the the smaller regional ones. I mean, I guess ECCM is no longer small, considered small, and and yeah. that regional. But um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's great that there's more opportunities for people to participate in local events that uh, where they don't have to travel far or incur a lot of expenses to to get there. So um, yeah, so I was I was thrilled for the invitation and and really great uh happy to be able to be there yeah awesome so first question which is kind of easy for our listeners is well who are you and what your role in the coffee industry well i have been in the world of specialty coffee since more years maybe than i want to admit to (laughs) uh but yeah since um since 1992 and uh yeah i know i was not born I was going to say, I probably weren't even born then. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, and I got my start uh, somewhat serendipitously. Uh, I was living in Costa Rica at the time. I had gone to Costa Rica on a scholarship from the Rotary Club, and I was only going to be there for one year. Uh, and then as I was studying, I got a little bit bored of my, my studies, and I looked for an internship and ended up finding an internship with a with a coffee roaster and prior to that I really uh, had very little experience with coffee except um, maybe buying my coffee at Dunkin Donuts with my with a morning donut from time to time and um, <laughs> really had no uh, no concept of, of what coffee was all about so it was a great way to get started in, in the industry and I I guess, uh, you know, as I spoke about a little bit in my presentation at ECCM, you know, for, for me, the, the exciting thing about being in coffee really is this ability to, to make connections and to connect people and topics and issues and, uh, yeah, to, to try to encourage new perspectives that, that people can then take decisions maybe that are in more in line with a particular set of set of values that they may have and, and you know i wish everybody shared my values on on uh, equity and sustainability and uh you know the importance of, of always doing doing the right thing and uh maybe putting people at least on par with profit uh <laughs> mm-hmm. um so but you know it, it's more about trying to help encourage uh, new new perspectives by sharing in- information that people may not um, may not have had access to yeah and also I have to say like coming in as a outsider at say first for CCM this issue of being equal origin and equity was reason that I hadn't heard on before 
yeah, it's a bit of a new topic to the to the coffee sector. Uh, you know, I'd say in 2003, uh, I was one of the the co-founders of the International Women's Coffee Alliance, and and that was that was really kind of a first opportunity to to shine the spotlight on you know, essentially kind of women connecting with with women and and women's issues within the coffee sector having some similarity from you know what goes on on the ground in, in farming communities uh, to what might happen um, in in consuming countries and um, yeah really with the with the intention of connecting connecting women um, but you know, in, in a way that can help could help elevate the issues especially of farming women um, in the in the sector and I'm sure there's not a lot of farming women there's not a lot well, I think what he's asking is like uh, you know comparatively in a workforce uh, is there more men actually farming or more women yeah it's a Fabulous question, um, because many times, most of us, and I include myself in this, uh, when we travel to coffee-producing countries, mm -hmm. the people that we tend to talk with do tend to be male, even showing up as a female buyer or a female uh, you know, person who's visiting a coffee farm. Just right. culturally, it's appropriate for the men to be the ones to welcome the visitors. and. And this whole idea that that coffee is a man's business um, comes in in many ways because of the the position and the role that men have had in in coffee um, as a, as opposed to women. But but I think that you know one thing that that's really clear is we don't have great data in the coffee sector in terms of what roles women play where and what roles men play where. We have some general data uh, that's more broadly from agriculture that says, uh, and there's some from coffee, but that says that women tend to play the roles that are earlier in the, in the coffee process. So, you know, t uh, you know planting and nurseries and, and taking care of the, um, uh, the, the, the plants, uh, the, the, co the coffee farm that's closest to the home. Um, Sorting beans and um, and picking out the lower quality or defective defective beans, and then when it comes time for uh, the coffee to go to market and to be transported and for the exchange of, of, of payment, that tends to be where the where the men show up. And um, and as a result of that, again, it's, it's, it's because that's where the commerce is. Many it, there's this assumption that coffee is a man's business, and that really the work of women and and youth is is supplemental it's, it's a supportive role um, and that's not necessarily the case it varies by country to country and community to community and family to family but in many ways women play women can participate can perform up to 80 percent of the the coffee activities um on on a farm so that's that is definitely significant so just to add to that um do you think if women start seeping into the commerce part of coffee, right? Do you think uh, this correlation with how society is going to be working in these developing countries, do you think if they gain empowerment and equity and equality within those industries, that the whole society in these developing countries would uh, kind of follow suit? Sure, yeah. I, th I think the more that we, um, as the coffee sector, can shine the role on the importance or shine, shine the spotlight on the role 
of women and the importance of the role of of everyone in the sector, right? But but because women's role tends to be um, invisible in in many ways, that if we can elevate the profile of the, of the work of women in coffee, that then that is going to also have a broader ripple effect in in society. Um, we have that's it. You know, one of the things I find so exciting about especially specialty coffee is that we can. Um, align our businesses and our business behaviors again with, with our values and if we have a value of, of equity and gender equity in terms of how we purchase coffee how we invest in sustainability initiatives uh, that we can use that leverage to empower people that haven't had access that, that have been marginalized so in this case we're talking about women but there also are issues of you know generational dynamics and youth um, and then there's also other uh, social issues in terms of um, you know different different uh, uh, ethnic groups often are marginalized and and so as as the coffee industry we have a great chance to uh, encourage equity gender equity and and beyond through our purchase behaviors and practices that can have a, a broader effect on society. Which brings us to the question of equal origins. How did it start in, when it did, and what's the motive behind it all? Equal Origins is uh, an initiative that we started underneath the um, Partnership for Gender Equity. And the Partnership for Gender Equity is, uh, was, was started underneath the umbrella of the Coffee Quality Institute. So I, I assume most people know about Coffee Quality Institute's work in terms of the, the Q Grader program and a lot of work in coffee producing countries around quality improvement and standards and, and training on cupping and processing. So we, we created the Partnership for Gender Equity within CQI uh, back in 2014 to better understand the link between gender inequity and, and coffee quality and the overall well-being of, of coffee farming families and the supply chain. And with that, we published a study back in 2015 called uh, The Way Forward, Accelerating Gender Equity in the Coffee Value Chain, really as a as a way to uh, position the issue, frame the issue for the business, uh, the coffee industry, in, a, in an accessible way, uh, easy, to, easy to grasp, um, you know, why this issue is important. And then uh, after that report was, was published, and really in the, in the past um, year, year or so, we launched Equal Origins one, one year ago. And the main reason for, for launching Equal Origins was really to try to give, uh, especially the smaller, medium-sized, specialty-focused companies, a way to engage and to feel more a part of, of the work of the Partnership for Gender Equity, recognizing that smaller and medium-sized companies can't really uh, directly fund a project together with the Partnership for Gender Equity. Um, and that really we need to find kind of more creative, innovative ways to connect the dots with, uh, with smaller and, and medium-sized companies. And also, uh, we, we are expanding the work of the Partnership for Gender Equity, we call PGE, into also looking at these issues of, of generational dynamics. Uh, so we've, we're in the, we just um, have started a, um, a 
uh, a research project uh, uh, where we will also be publishing a report next year about uh, engaging the next generation of, of coffee farmers. And so, so kind of the name Equal Origin expands beyond just gender gender equity um, and and uh, to include these generational issues and equity more more broadly and really gives a chance for you know creating more of a uh, a broader network or a broader movement if you will of comp you know caring companies caring individuals that really see uh, and agree uh, or share the 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 view that that equity is a, is a really foundational pillar of, of coffee sustainability. Um, right, which also brings us to uh, partnerships, right? So right now I'm on your website and I've noticed that you're uh, part, I think you're partnered with Lamar Soko and Irving Coffee Farm in Union Island and even Keurig and all these great companies. Um, do you ever think that you're going to get the like the big guys involved, and are you hoping to do so? Yeah, um, you know the the issues of sustainability and uh, equity aren't just about the specialty sector, and and obviously we we in the specialty sector, um, you know, we may have different perspectives and different views, and uh, than than what we perceive to be the the. The, the views and behaviors of the more the commodity sector. Uh, we we believe that everybody has a role to play, um, and of course, where you see a lot of uh, uh, innovation on the uh, on the specialty side, you also you, there there's a lot of um, you know, there's the the larger companies do have a lot of a lot of um, leverage in terms of the the volume that they buy. So, um, you know, where Equal Origins itself was really created to give a give a window of opportunity to smaller and medium-sized companies, we do want to work with companies of all all sizes, and we and we do work with companies of all sizes. And when you get to partners, when you try to partner with someone, what's the criteria for them to be partners? Uh, sorry, I'm having a little trouble hearing you. Can you repeat that? Yes, no problem. So when you go up to a company and you decide that you're going to be partnering with them, how do you measure if they're going to be a good partner? Oh, uh, yeah, good, good question. Um, yeah, I think, um, you know, the, the base, the base, level of engagement with with equal origins of course as a small nonprofit organization we do we we need resources and i wish i wish it weren't the case that we had to say okay you know small smaller companies and medium-sized companies please please uh open your open your wallets and um and support us with your uh with your with your wallets with your money mm -hmm. um but in addition to there is this we really are looking for insight from people on the front lines if you will so the idea of we need to understand uh you know how the how the barista engages with the with the customer and what how can we help to position this message of equity and gender equity in ways that customers are going to uh be able to understand and and to and to buy into and same with um, you know retailer uh, representatives and roaster representatives and uh, you know folks like 
companies like La Marzocco, you, know, you, you, those companies and representatives of those companies are, are out in the world and talking to all different kinds of people that we in our role don't necessarily have a chance to talk to. So getting that input um, and perspective is really important for us to strengthen not only the, the message and the way that we position this issue, but, but the, the way that we can uh, uh, provide additional tools and resources to people on the front lines in order to help help share this this uh, message of equity. So just to add to that, you think the barista also um, is a perfect way to uh, educate and have customers learn about, you know, equity. Yeah, equity within the whole coffee industry. Most definitely, most yeah, yeah. definitely. And I, I recognize it's not an easy role or an easy ask. Um, for baristas, you know, they've got lots, lots of pressures and things they're, they're dealing with. And, uh, you know, first and foremost, they need to be um, offering that, that fabulous cup of coffee perfectly prepared. Uh, you know, they have to be <laughs> congenial and, you know, service oriented. And so these topics of sustainability can be, can be tricky. And um, especially when it comes to, to gender and not customers oftentimes yeah, many times customers are excited and they want to hear about this, uh, this, these issues. But also, too, some people just I just want my cup of coffee, you know. So yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of nuance in the role of a barista. But I, I like the whole dialogue behind it because uh, whenever I am on bar and I'm serving a latte, sometimes we're actually encouraged to have small discussions with people, which is basically uh, basically what I do is I do an elevator pitch. 30 times an hour <laughs> or whatever yeah. I'm serving and I think I think baristas are the best way to actually uh, discuss this because they are the people who are interacting most with the end consumer of coffee which is you know the customer and me serving the actual latte yeah yeah, yeah exactly no, for sure. Um, also, uh, going back to the partners, I had a question around if ever, let's say, we're going to take uh, an example with Keurig. Let's say you work with them for a couple of years and then you found out that they no longer work with your tortillas or they don't meet them enough for you. Do you just cut them off and say, well, we cannot work with you anymore because you're not necessarily uh, applying all the uh, gender equity measures so what's what's your thought on this yeah uh so equal origins and uh, the partnership for gender equity were not in the in the business it's not a certification right it really is um a mechanism for raising awareness and for doing work on the ground and doing work up and down the, the supply chain uh so you know, we are working toward, not, not towards any kind of certification, but, but yes, um, working towards putting some criteria in place and making those criteria public, but more to help facilitate uh, purchases and sales from organizations and, and companies that, that do follow some set of gender equity criteria. And, and again, um, those criteria are not something that, you know, me as, as the director of PGE or a small group of people just put in place and say, okay, everybody, this is it, sign up. It really is a process of uh, learning and understanding and, and get, getting perspectives from all up and down the supply chain 
so that when we come out with, you know, four or five criteria, uh, that for the most part, we've, we've got good input and good insight and, and people are more likely to be on board that, that yes, this, this makes sense um, in terms of how do we help to accelerate gender equity in the supply chain. It's something that helps them make feel accountable if they do follow those criteria. It's surely something that having criteria help the brands or even uh, anyone involved make them feel accountable to something. Yeah, most most definitely, and uh, yeah, and and you know, just to clarify, our main focus is on uh, shifting the the balance of you know the gender balance at at the farming community level and the and the household level. Uh, we not at this point and not really within any near term vision. Are we specifically as PGE looking at, you know, what what specifically a company is is doing doing or not? Um, and again, we're not really moving anywhere towards the, towards certification, but really supporting, uh, you know, providing information, uh, providing tools, and encouraging companies to um, to support programming and um, and investments that that encourage greater gender equity. Awesome. And also, one of the things for our viewers to surely help this issue, it's something that I learned, I'd say, a week ago, not more than that, how, um, I don't want to say bad, but that this was something to look out for and make sure everyone knew about it. In the coming, I'd say, year, what's the big project, if you have one, that people can help yeah, great, uh, great, great question. So we're we're excited because we've we've just finalized um, a, three three different tools. Um, one of those tools is a project methodology, and another one of those tools is a measurement framework. And now that we have these tools and they're freely available, um, what we what we intend to do is implement projects in eight to 12 countries across around the world, coffee producing countries and communities using this project methodology and using the, the common measurement framework. And the idea is that we, we're, tr we're really trying to build a bit of a systematic approach to this issue in the sector. Um, there are some great uh, initiatives already happening. There are some good, good work by, by some different trading companies um, and different NGOs on the ground but what, one of the things that we're working to do is to try to uh, link those link those um, efforts up and and be able to uh, measure the outcomes and then point to how can we scale how can we scale up over time these these efforts that are having having positive impact. So the way that we are inviting companies, especially the smaller, medium-sized specialty companies, to participate is. Um, is in one, one of two ways. One is just to uh, support equal origins work. We have a basic level where we ask for a contribution of of a thousand dollars for people to be part of this this network. Um, you know, people have held fundraisers to to, to um, get that money together if they don't have a, a way to write a check for a thousand dollars. So that's one way. Uh, the other way is um, we are 
connecting coffee roasters directly with um, uh, uh, farmer organizations through these um, what we call household level workshops. And these are very uh, creative, innovative kinds of workshops that bring together male and female farmers really to, to create a sort of vision for their for their life, you know, as, as coffee farmers. How can they be more successful by looking at these uh, the, the issues of gender equity and, and equity in general uh, at home and in their communities? And and uh, so we're really keen to have companies invest in that in that work directly because they can impact the families that they're that they're already working with. They can learn along with us more about why this work is important and the kind of impact that this work has on coffee farming families and communities and and in the supply chain. And then they can also be part of this broader industry-wide push for, uh, you know, for industry-wide impact. And I think all of those are, you know, compelling reasons for for roasters and, and, and retailers to want to support these these workshops through Equal Origins Connect. Um, I, I guess to wrap this up, um, from a consumer point of view, right, if you were just a client at a local coffee shop and you want to kind of like, you know, basically support this and go for it and help you guys out, what we can do as a consumer in order to do so? Yeah, I think the great thing about specialty is we have consumers um, that, that want to know more and that do care and want to make decisions that uh, purchase decisions that are in line with their their values. And so I think, you know, customers should, should educate themselves, can educate themselves. There's some great information on, on our website and, and about this issue. Um, they can contribute. Um, you know, there's a way to donate on our website uh, to this work. And we are um, looking for ways, and this would be really helpful for, uh, for, for retailers, you know, how can we uh, kind of leverage some of the, the customer interest and enthusiasm around this issue and, um, and encourage, uh, yeah, just, to, just to encourage more, more engagement with this, with this effort. So, you know, having it hosting events um, and, and things of that nature, fundraisers around, you know, barista throwdowns and things like that. Um, there is a film, a new film called uh, Gender in Coffee, a documentary that's freely available online so people can use just it's a one hour documentary and, you know, it's, it's a great way to just highlight uh, the, issue, the, the issue and the perceptions of gender equity in the coffee sector and what we could all uh, what we could all do about it. Awesome. I'm right. really happy to have you on the show today. And I can't wait to hear more from you a year from now. Uh, I feel like this is just going to keep growing. Having seen you in CCM, I could see the passion you had about this issue. And that's really a great thing to see. Well, thank you. Thanks for the opportunity to uh, talk and to share uh, about our work. And yeah, I look forward to following up next year and, and uh, any, any time along the way. It's, a, it's an exciting journey. So thanks for your support. Absolutely. It's such a great issue. It's something that most people should know about. And if you didn't know about the documentary, I'll go check that for sure. Great. Perfect. All right. Have a good day. Yeah, thanks. Thank thanks. you. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Yeah, you too. Okay, bye.